When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, happy new year. Yes, happy new year. Um, happy holidays. Hope you had a great 2021. 2021 was weird as fuck. Okay, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like, this is weird as fuck. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, Bernie. What's up? It's Ace. And this actually will be the last episode of the year for us. We're going to have two more episodes, one next week and one the week after, but they will be reruns from a long time ago, three years ago. Maybe some of you haven't heard them yet. There are two of our favorite episodes that we just feel like you could use a little bit more love. And also if you are spending time with your family or friends during the holidays and you're like, you know, I don't want to listen to podcasts. Well, this is just, you know, was the reruns. The so truth is, The truth is we don't trust you. We don't, we don't trust you. We don't think you're going to actually tune in. And, uh, and we don't want to prepare our heart and soul into some new episodes for the end of the year if you are not going to tune into them. There's just not enough trust here. And so until you've established that trust with us, we, we just can't. No, but honestly, uh, I get requests all the time for topics that we have already covered in the first year of Shit They Don't Tell Indeed. You. And so I feel like these will be very helpful for you, for you if you have not seen them or heard them yet. And so I hope you enjoy them. But that's not this episode. This episode, I thought because it's the last year that we're doing, of or the last episode that we're doing of 2021, which by the way, I can't believe we're at the can't end of 2021. I feel like, I feel like it was, it went in the blink of an eye, right? But yeah. I also feel like I am so wildly different both internally and externally. Like my world is, in, is completely different than yeah. it was at the beginning of 2021 or at the end of 2020 Same. so i wanted to just kind of examine the year and uh, you know a lot of why this show was created was like to talk about shit they don't tell you right like shit that that we wish that we would have known uh whether it be finance or investing or uh, relationships or whatever and then kind of like reiterate it to people after we learned it so that people don't make the same mistakes as us yes and sometimes on our show, Shit They Don't Tell You After Dark, which is the bonus episode that goes on our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky, if you're interested, uh, we do a, a monthly episode where we talk about shit that we're, they wish they, people would have told us that we're going through right now that we haven't processed yeah. yet. So I thought it, I thought we could like kind of recap some of the stuff in 2021 that like was some shit they don't tell you moments, you know? Um, maybe we could start with like, what your favorite moment of 2021 was uh and why it's so unfair because i have a recency bias yeah true <laughs> same i have a, a severe recency bias but um you know moving into this house that we're in right now mm -hmm. is my favorite moment of 2021 absolutely same well it's my favorite physical moment of 2021 well, cryptocurrency moment yeah, crypto is my favorite moment yeah, of 2021 yeah. for sure there you go um, especially the way that the beginning of the year started, mm -hmm. where, if you remember, um, my favorite coin at the time, OMG, had gotten sold in December. Uh, this, this other company was coming in, and I was like, holy shit. I, I can't believe that was a year ago, by the way. It was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was a year ago. And I remember telling Nikki, I was like, and this is all just being completely honest with everybody. 
I was like, man, I've done this for so long. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Because I was so sure about this as a hold. Like, I couldn't even begin to tell you. I mean, anybody who's listened to, to um, shit they don't tell you after dark, even for like two years, knows that I was like obsessed with this token particularly. Um, but coming into this year, I was like, man, this, um, yeah, they sold it. I was like, this changes everything. And I, I had COVID at the time too. Right. And so you had a I, lot of time alone to think. I had a lot of time alone to like really just go over my move on this one. And then once I decided to part ways with it, it was almost like I was parting ways with an ex that had treated me like ill for years, even yeah. though it worked out great. Like it, I did not lose money on it. But as soon as I knew to sell it, I knew what to do next. I knew where to move my money every time. So like I did it like moved into this coin called SNX, moved into this coin called AAVE. Like every move I made, I made money off of. Yeah. Like instantly. Like so like it's just so funny because it's like everything that it's like everything you learn compounded into this year. Yes. Where does the fog clears and like the moves become easy. Yes. Yeah. It's like when I it's like it's like I'm in two thousand and like fucking five again mm-hmm. when I had an improv breakthrough. And yes, like exactly. I could just see all the, That's I exactly the, what it seems like to I me. I could see it and like the rules just melt away and I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. like, oh, I just see it for what it is. Yes, every like really good improviser has that moment yes. where it's like you're just hitting a wall, hitting a wall, hitting a wall, and then all of a sudden then you break through that wall. And, and I think that I saw that happen with you with yeah. crypto. Like you were good before you knew things before you made some good calls but the this year you really hit a stride where you just it seems like magic to people watching because they haven't like reached that level yet you know it's just like any any art form any skill any craft anything when you reach a certain point all of a sudden you're doing what comes naturally to you because you've been working at it so long but to an outsider it's like oh my god that's like magic yeah and 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 but the best thing too is that I just have I think the best support system of anybody ever. Like I have my little brother Ken. I have my buddies that I've been with since all this hell started. <laughs> like all the hell of the of the bear market started. <clears throat> and we've all just had each other's backs like nothing else. I've had my wife, yes, <laughs> no question. <laughs> who uh who had my back, I have to say at the darkest moment. I of feel like this I run. had the the power in my hands to be like you should quit forever and you, you would have you did yeah you did and i did i do that did no, i you say did not. any of that you, you actually gave me faith you gave me a little spark of faith in the moment where i needed it the most for sure for sure but so that's pretty cool it's pretty sick yeah pretty sick wife and there's no but there that that is <laughs> that is what i want to say but i also i have to love yeah you have a really good community boys. my boys especially well even before Crypto Corner, which became like, I mean, dude, I can't even begin to tell you about the Crypto Corner people. I love these people. These are the best people you'll find on the internet. But my boys, um, who I got into OMG with, brothers for life. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget them for the rest of my life. I love every one of those guys because we had each other's backs when nobody had ours. And we had the faith when everyone thought that we were doomed. And we just all knew together that we would make it, and we all did. And it just feels so good to say that. Yeah. It feels good to be on this side. On the of other it. side, yeah. Because I was on the other side of it for a long time saying, I know we're going to make it, but now I'm on the side where we did make it. Yeah. And it just is unbelievable that we did. Because, like, we were, we actually did pull it off, boys. Like, I love all you boys. 
That's so rad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess in that way, that's how I feel about the, like, uh, buying this house, too, because the house stuff has always been kind of my jam of, like, research and finding, you know, figuring out how much things cost in that area, finding the neighborhoods, finding all that stuff. And when we got our condo, um, it was, you know, I felt like it was a pretty good, we found a pretty good deal. And then then we did, you know, like when we sold it, you know, it, it made, it, it, we just, it was the right timing in the market for everything. The housing market is booming everywhere. It's, um, you know, it could be a bubble. We don't know, whatever. But my point is, um, at the beginning of this year, we were already looking in Vegas and we thought we found our dream home. It was actually in, a, in this neighborhood, but it was like one of the neighborhoods right yeah, over there. Really close. Um, yeah. And it was for a hundred thousand dollars cheaper than it was by the time we started looking. Well, actually buying the, yeah, the property, starting to take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things in the middle, in the interim, when we were looking in the summertime, because so that was in February that we found that house. We passed on it. I thought prices would come down. I thought that like people were saying, "Oh, we're in a bubble. It's going to come down this year, or whatever." And then it didn't. It skyrocketed. And then Vegas was even crazier than LA in some regards because. Things were, we flew out here in the summertime to go look at houses and every single one I put on my list to look at, which had just been listed the day, that day was gone the next day. It was all under contract the very next day. We didn't even get a chance to look at them. So they were, they were going within a day. And, um, and so I was like, man, like, I really thought we were going to move to Vegas this year, but I just don't see how, like, there's like no way to like put an offer in in time and we would have to sell our condo first and all this stuff. And then the market started slowing down and like, we actually got in at the, like the right time because then after we got this, this place, there was nothing like it again. And when I look back on everything, I'm glad that we missed out on uh, that that other place because I actually like this place way more. I like the neighborhood so much more. Mm -hmm. I like the bones of this place way more. Way more. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, and the neighbors are super friendly. I got to meet some of them today and they're all just like, it's like a community. It's really cool and then it's really close to my favorite casino and I just feel like we're living in a dream right now. So yeah, I do have a recency bias as well, but I feel like the following your gut thing is and and waiting for the right timing because you know we seemed like we were on the fence for a while you if you've been listening to anything that we've been on whether this podcast or big mood or um vlogs or or jk or whatever we're always like okay we're moving okay we're maybe we're not moving okay maybe we're staying maybe we're cool with staying and that was that was like following the not forcing it rule which we we have like of you know we want something, you yeah. have a goal in mind, but if you try to force it, not like, I'm not talking about putting action towards it. I'm just talking about like trying to force something that doesn't, it's like, it's yep. not fitting right now. It's just not supposed to happen at that time then. And so waiting for the right time when we both felt like we got to go now, like now we both felt it at the same the exact same time. time where we were like, we're ready to list our condo because before I didn't want to list the condo before we found a and we were the same place. We would sit in the hot tub and we would yeah. be ambivalent, but then it just happened the same moment. Yeah, with each other. We're it was like, like the oh, ma- the magic in LA just died for us at yeah. the same moment, yeah. and yeah, I can't explain it, but we were both very intuitive. We were in with traffic that. heading to the Ace Casino. Head- no, it's or not. the bicycle. It's casino. called the Hustler. It's the Hustle Casino. casino. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I don't know ever where I am. Yeah. 
But I was like, man, I, I don't like LA anymore. Yeah, we used to drive through LA and even in traffic, I'd look at all the buildings and I'd be like, oh, I love it here still. Same. And the sun reflecting off of the Same. buildings. And I'm just like, there's just a magic in the air. There's like a hustle to it. There's an energy to it. And it just felt gone. And the the energy I used to feel even when I was in San Diego, Santa Barbara, wherever we went, I was yeah. like, I miss home. I yeah. miss LA. Yeah. And when we would drive, when we passed the city. Yep. Borderline, we'd be like, oh, we'd like oh yeah, we love being here. And then we, lost we love the city. The we love this time. fucking city. We sometimes we would just say that out loud. We'd be like, we well, love this fucking city, yep. and then we just didn't love that city anymore. And it's weird how that changed. And a lot of people had the same sentiment. And I'm not knocking LA just because I'm gone now. Like you know, you know, like an, like it's uh, an ex or whatever. But it did kind of feel like we were in a toxic relationship with definitely. <laughs> and then now you're we're free and we're like, oh shit, it wasn't as like. She wasn't as pretty as I thought she was before. No, she wasn't very nice. Um, yeah, she was kind of a bitch. Yeah, a little bit. Anyway, what is some um what is the biggest thing you learned this year, you think? Um, you know, believe it or not, and this is a crazy maybe sounding thing because of what's happened to me this year, but but um being humble mm. in the face of because, you know, famously, I talk about this all the time. I at one point had 800 Ethereum. Uh-huh. It's like $4 million right now. Yeah. But if you're humble in the face of the market and you recognize that you don't know everything about the market, right? But you know how to win inside of the market, like while giving that like giving that away, like going yeah. like, hey, I don't necess- I don't know at all. <laughs> I fucked up here. But I think I learned from that big time. Yeah. And like so thankfully, because of that, I now know to do this. And it's worked out great. Exactly. Like amazingly great. But like if I didn't go through that. Then you wouldn't have known or appreciated. And, or... I, and I think I, and you know, and this is maybe coping, right? I understand. If anyone listening is just like, he's coping. I get it. But really, honestly, I really do mean this. Because I know people like my buddy, Bart, knows people who are like, hey, if you buy Bitcoin, you buy Ethereum and you just wait. That's where I made all my money. You just fucking sit there. But I have killed those guys in the ratios. Mm-hmm. Because I'm more interested in crypto than those guys because those guys got richer than me. Yeah, it's like uh, if you're in the stock market and you don't want to do all the research of each individual business and you just want to, you know, let your money... And you just invest in an index or you invest in the the market and you just like you get get the 10% on average uh, returns on every year. It's totally fine. It's great. But Mm -hmm. but it's not, um, you know, it's not the best way to win. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, because if you're gonna, it's not the best way to to build wealth and get no. rich if you aren't already rich. Like if you're just looking for a way to kind of hold your money and beat inflation, yeah, then sure, like you can invest in the market because inflation's above six percent right now. But, but I have to say, like I, you know, I had eight hundred Ethereum at one point, but thanks to my moves, I could potentially get it back in the ratios. Yeah, like that's this, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. No, no, I'm, I'm a, just helping on uh, like. Yeah, Explain yeah, but, it further. but that's what's so beautiful about about the moves that I made, and not thinking that like, okay, I have to do the traditional thing. Which, by the way, it's optional for anybody. I actually recommend it. If if you're new to my crypto corner thing, I'm always like, hey, get the tripod, get a big, get Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance Smart mm-hmm. Coin, like or, or BNB, and like just chill. But like, you know, if you want to be more aggressive, there are other moves to make that I way more am into, and that's like what I've done, and it's been unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, th- that I'm thankful for that I didn't get lazy because I got rich. I'm glad that I, I I'm glad that I had to wait to get 
rich because I I am able to communicate the space so much better than I could have if I was just lazy. Totally. That's actually the thing that I was t- trying to tell our Discord on on Patreon because you were doing Crypto Corner and they're like, oh, Nikki, you should do a stock corner or a stock talk. And I was like, this is going to sound really stupid, but I don't feel like I'm ready to to do that or like to give any sort of like thorough financial advice in that area because I haven't really lost yet. And they're like, yeah. oh, that's that's a so you know good problem to have. And I was like, no, 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 it's, it's actually, I wish I had some mistakes because I don't know what I don't know yet. And so I, true. And I at least know where I am in that regard that like I know there's stuff that I don't know yet and I won't know it until it happens yep. and then I can learn from it. And so I don't feel comfortable being cocky, being like, this is all you got to do. And then that's not, and I don't really know what I'm t- saying because I haven't hit a, a downside yet, yep. you know? So yeah, I, I'm just, I'm learning more about the space. Maybe I could do it without making big mistakes. I don't know. But this is why but, if Nikki tells you something, it really is great because Nikki <laughs> really does not fuck around like it. She won't bullshit you ever. Yeah, I, I'm a big I'm actually very big on, and I've been called stupid many times because of falling on my face, but I don't mind falling on my face. And I've said this many times, and I don't know if anyone believes me, but that whole failing forward thing, I have learned so much more from the mistakes that I've made, from falling on my fucking face, from looking like an idiot, than I have from like cruising and being cool, you know? And I and I wish more people would be okay with that, with with making mistakes and knowing yeah. that you you get like you get such a richer education from that from making mistakes yes. than you do from like trying to you know take it, be safe about everything and not make take too many risks and because what if this happens like you don't learn that way no. you'll never I've never you, heard anybody who won that way no no success like super successful person do I like, know I that's careful. never you know made a mistake I was really careful yeah. And it's um, not that you're not, it's not that being reckless is helpful either. No, no, it's just it's it's calculated risk. Yes. is what it is. Yeah. And just knowing the boundaries and your limits and the way to know your limits. It's just like when you first got drunk. I don't know if you've ever been drunk, listener, but the first time I ever got drunk I was 15 and I didn't know how much got you drunk and I didn't know what being drunk felt like enough to know when I've had enough to drink and yeah. that I'm drunk enough. Yeah. So I drank a water bottle full of vodka, wow. pure vodka, straight up vodka. Oh, no. And you know me. You're lightweight. I'm so lightweight. Like literally a shot drink. of vodka will have me Dude, wrecked for the two night. two shots of wine, she's over. It's over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A, two, a little, gla- like half, not even a half glass of yeah, wine. Yeah, for and real. I'm for real. Done. She's so toast. me at 15... We just like, oh, we got alcohol. We scored some alcohol. And so my I got a water bottle, like a Crystal Springs water bottle. And my friend got a water bottle and we, we chugged it. No. Worst fucking night of my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, never liked vodka anyway. Oh, yeah. But I, I'll never forget that. Yeah. And the next time I drank vodka, I did not drink a fucking water bottle full. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. drank like two shots, saw how that affected me first. And I was like, okay, I think this is actually kind of enough. And then I tried one shot the next time, you know, and then you find your boundaries and you know, and now I know if I take more than like a shot and a half of vodka, I'm in for a wild ride. Yeah. But I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't fucked up, you know, and I'm not saying everyone needs to fuck up to learn that, but that's just an example of, of one mistake where it's like, 
oh, I feel like shit, and now I'm never gonna do that again. Yes. And um, and I think that uh, you know, fuck perfect is why I think that message resonates so much with awesome. me. Because if you're just trying to do everything perfectly and color within the lines, you'll never really, really know how to make your own art. That thank you for that segue. That reminds me, another thing I learned in in 2021 is actually, you know, huge kudos to Nikki. She actually started Crypto Corner. So like, like I was circling how to do this for a long time. Cause I was like, man, I love this shit. Nikki knows how much I love it. I was like, I want to do a crypto show, but I want to do it right. I want to do it well and all this shit. And one day Nikki just fucking took her camera and she walked in my office and she's like, we're doing your show right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, we're just doing it. Fuck you. We're doing it. <laughs> and then she fired up the camera and she knows how I am when, the, when you turn something on and you put the red button on. And then she's like, all right, tell me about the cryptos. And then I just launched. Yeah. And that's what made me go, oh, this isn't something that I have to overthink. Which, yeah. You know, it's it's like taking your own advice in a way because I remember sitting there for many VidCon panels and people were like, how do I start a YouTube channel? I'm like, just fucking start. Who gives a shit? But then like, you're not taking your own advice always. Like you're trying to be, you're, you're trying to be like this person that everyone sees and it goes like, well, he started something before. So you want to do something like of a different You're caliber. comparing to your yourself to yourself. You ha- you set a standard for the type of content. And that was the most the worst thing for me yeah. because I wasn't just starting things. I was just like waiting to start things. So then once I just started it, thanks to you, it was just easy. And yeah. after that, I remember even like, because I remember at the time, like um, I told Nikki, I was like, I'm this every week. And she's like, well, I don't know. You can do it every week, everybody, but we'll see. Consistency hasn't been and exactly and in you're, his track you're not record. Wrong. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong because it was hard for me to like actually to do just it without do a pro- it producer. Exactly. Yeah. Without a, a team. Well, that's when you you changed it to live streaming. And that was beautiful for me. Yeah. And thanks to my buddy Joe Zakawa, like doing live streams was something that was like yeah. in the back of my head because I had just done them like the within technical like, six months. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, a, it was just kismet. Everything came together well and it was perfect. Yeah. The timing of things. Yes. I felt like, I felt like a lot of this year was things happening and being like, oh, that's why that one thing had to happen for this thing to happen for this, for me to have this moment right now, which yeah. is better than any moment I could have ever conjured had I been trying to force it or, or, or try, you know, made it happen. Exactly. Um, the biggest thing for me that I've learned this year is you know kind of opposite to what you just said but was to chill more oh yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah, ever real. since you've ever known me yes. i'm just i am a ball of anxiety yes. i put way too many things on my plate and then i think i have to keep up with all of them and i get really get scared to drop any ball and i just have a lot of panic attacks and i just think well if i lose this and then everything will fall apart and i just think like if i let one ball drop then everything's gonna fall apart well, last year, um, Google twice in the year, which they do this like every two years usually, but this happened like multiple times last year where it just messed with my channel. This channel right now, uh, youtube.com slash Nikki Lima, that I've been you know working on forever. Every couple years, they just come in with a wrecking ball and something destroys it. And I'm not talking like everyone complains about the algorithm, right? But like you see a slow trickle with that usually with channels complaining about their views dropping. This was like, they took a sledgehammer and like a show like tasty Tuesday that would consistently get not crazy amounts of views, but like 40,000 a week, like consistently on average 
all of a sudden one day gets cut down to 15,000 and it never goes back up. And like, and it's not just a gradual decline, which I could understand. And then I could kind of, you know, play with and maybe adjust some things. And like, maybe people aren't interested in this anymore. But no, this was just like a, boom. like just, just one sliced. Week, boom, and it happened so many times that I just, I just stopped. I just stopped creating content on this channel, except for this podcast, because at the time we had a, a contract to continue videos on this channel with the podcast, which thank God, cause I wouldn't have continued yeah, anything. True. I would have just stopped uploading period on this channel. Cause I was so frustrated and upset. And I continued on my vlog channel, youtube.com slash Nikki, yep. uh, but it's just vlogs. It's not edited con It's not like really super edited content or the things it's that I was great. doing before. I, it. I like it. It's, it's very freeing, but I was scared because I had done tasty Tuesday for five years and I didn't know myself without, you know, fretting about what to do to make that week and like um, you know, Sundays and making sure I have all the ingredients. And, you know, I had an editor on, on Tasty Tuesday and making sure she got the footage and making sure just everything was OK with uh, with Tasty Tuesday. And um, and then the other formats we were doing, we were doing Sticky Show. We were doing a, we were doing a lot of, yeah, of a lot. things and it just felt like. I had, I like let go a, a one week or, and then it went into two weeks and then three weeks. And then I just kept letting go. And I was like, I don't know what is supposed to happen. Maybe I'm fucking up cra like crazy. Maybe this is just like going to ruin everything. Cause that's the fear I always have in my head that if I let the ball drop on one thing, that everything's going to get ruined. But, um, but yeah, so it just kept going and I found, new interests and new passions and I started exploring those and I'm thankful that I had that extra time and it actually it just felt freeing to like to like explore something not because I had to do it or felt like I had to do it but just because I wanted to do it like how it originally started yeah. you know originally making YouTube content it's like you just want to do it you don't care about anything yeah, else yeah. like and it's not that I really cared about Oh, I have to have this many views or this much money or, or AdSense or whatever. It was just more about like, I'm pissed that the people that subscribe just aren't getting it. And, and I would get so it. many and comments like, yeah. I'm just, I got unsubscribed to you. I'm not getting your videos anymore in my feed. Like just all this really frustrating stuff that it's hard to maintain consistency or be motivated to be consistent or do something every week when you have no control over something random like that happening. And so if I'm going to have no control over it, then I just want to do something that I'm very passionate about. And so I just started working on a few things like our podcast, Big Mood, um, and then my vlog channel, which was super easy because it was just um, vlogging my daily life and like hardly editing it. I just, it was like a pretty raw, it's a pretty raw view of that. Um, I do like picking out the music for that. But other than that, there's just really, just really like random cuts of my life. Um, and then because I had like more freedom, I started getting into poker. I started restarted my jewelry line. My launching my jewelry line was one of the best things that happened to me this year too. Mm -hmm. I just really, that was something I really wanted to do for years now since it got cut off in 2019. And I didn't know how, and I didn't have time to learn how or try to figure out how. And then I did all of a sudden have time to figure out how. And then, and then we did it and it felt so good. I felt so good to just do something that I just really wanted to do and without knowing where it was going to end up or if anyone was interested like anymore. People had been saying they were, but I didn't know if anyone still cared or, or wanted to know about it. So yeah, it was just a lot of like new and, and just taking like leaps of faith and, 
and like letting go and like having trust, which was always so hard for me. Like letting go of control is really hard for me. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And so this year, um, I felt like I just did that for the first time ever. And it's worked out great. Like things are just like things flow to you more when you let them rather than trying to force it, like I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And and I just feel like I've gotten more in touch with with intu- intuitively doing something now rather than feeling like, oh, I have to because like this, these are the rules and this is what it says and this is what you should do and, and like robotic about it. It's like, oh, I kind of feel like this is where I've been being pulled. And then that that is where I'm supposed to be going. I think so. Yeah. So it's like, I got a little bit of you and you got a little bit of me this year. For sure, for sure. On that note, we're going to go on a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some more shit they don't tell you that we learned in 2021. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Hello, and we're back, and we're going to talk about more things that we learned in 2021 or whatever. We're just recapping 2021, that some shit they don't tell you that we think that they should tell you, that we just found out they should tell you. We didn't necessarily just cool find segue. out. It's a cool segue, Nikki. Not that good of a segue, but fine. Very we'll cool it. segue, Nikki. We'll take it. So what would you say is... Um, Something that happened this year, like that was that you thought maybe wasn't a good thing that happened this year. Like, was there any like worst moments that ended up being okay? Because, uh, recently, and you know, it sucks, but yeah, I mean, my family, our family dog passed away. It was, sad. It was very sad. Our, our dog so, like, Toby. Are, are you learning about dealing with loss? Or? Yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, yeah. I, I have been so spoiled with loss that, yeah, you know, I lost my grandfather, like, that was like fucking six years ago yeah so yeah like this one was tough for me especially because i really didn't have anybody to talk to about it i think about that a lot too because same like i feel like we've had the same amount of death experience and very fortunate and very grateful for that but also like man it's gonna be a slap in the face like when it actually the roughness yeah and so yeah toby happening is that's and you knew Toby so yeah Toby was the best yeah yeah look it was just it just caught me by surprise it was just one of those things where like you know if you told me about it like in the abstract like oh hey a year from now like that dog will pass away it, w- it would have been a different thing but like yeah. the fact that it happened the way it did like as soon as it did because like did you even know he, there was anything wrong? No. Yeah. No. But that dog always was doing stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, he was. So he was like eating know. socks and stuff. Yeah, he's eating fucking my mom's socks. He had to go through shit. like four surgeries for these socks. Exactly. We had to spend thousands of dollars on surgeries for that fucking dog. But he was the best, man. For some reason, that dog, when you were there with him, I mean, you saw this, but when you were there with him, and this may be some stupid animal people shit, but he could like just jump on your shoulders and like stare in your eyes and you're like you felt like you're like communicating with a human from like 
another time. <laughs> like he was just he was that like way. Yoda. Yeah, he was just that way. He was very deep <clears throat> in a weird way. So yeah, he was, you know, I don't know. I really bonded with that dog. I, and I remember there was even a time where my, my family thought about having to not have him. And I was like, I'll take Toby. I, even if I have to move, I'd, I'd take Toby. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I And it's probably, this is really just probably more about me being afraid about yeah something next. Yeah. Than just Toby. But I love that dog so much. And I'm. Yeah, I'm, I, I guess I'm terrified of, like, losing a, a real deal family member. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went through that in therapy this year about, um, like, I hadn't even lost anything yet. Like, but it was the fact that I hadn't that was freaking me out that, like, uh, I think one of my friends had a relative that passed away. And I just, it made me just start thinking about how, like, that's, inevitably going to happen and and how like i don't feel equipped to yeah. deal with that like i don't know how to i don't even i can't even process it you know at all and of course you start thinking about the ones that'll probably go first and and then you're just like fuck and then like what if something freak happens to like you or some and i just started having panic attacks and i was talking to my therapist about it I think I might have talked about an episode of this or maybe it was should they don't tell you after dark, but um about um like how to to deal with how to deal with loss one, but also like I mean I've lost anyone yet and I, how do I deal with these intrusive thoughts basically of like thinking about people I love dying. And um it was like it started out as nostalgia, but then it went into like how fast time goes and right. how like when I think about the 90s or I'm listening to 90s music, it feels like it was like five years ago or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm jamming and I'm feeling good. And like, I just really resonate with 90s music. And then I realized it was 30 years ago and I'm like, holy shit, like time goes so yes. fast. Like NSYNC's about to and be 60. That's, yeah. So, so I can't, it's hard for me to cope with that, that like, if that went by that fast, then another 30 years is going to go by just as fast, like in the blink of an eye. And the time seems to only go faster. Like we're already at the end of 2021. And I can't even believe it. And it seems to only go faster. And I just started thinking about that. And my therapist was like, just started having like this deep conversation about life and death and, and like asking me, you know, what I feel like happens at the end. Like, do I, like, what are my beliefs? Like, do I think that it's just blackout forever? Or do I think that, spirit lives on do i think that there's heaven and hell like what do i think and and i was like oh, I don't, obviously no one knows but i'd like to think that you you know that we're all i i feel like we're all connected like all of mm -hmm. our energies are connected i already feel like that even plant to plants and just everything like i feel like we're all connected so i'd like to think that this is just your physical form for now but there's something else in there that lives on yeah. and like it goes back to source energy, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, some sort that. of like you join the whole and then maybe you, maybe you reincarnate, maybe it goes into your energy goes somewhere else. I don't really know what happens, but I don't think it's just like being a human is the only thing ever. Like, and then you die and that's it. And that's the end of you. I yeah. think there's something that your energy goes to. And so then she started talking about, cause like she asked if I had ever lost anyone and I was like, well, my grandma, but you know, she had Alzheimer's. So I kind of like was letting her go over time. And I, it was less of a, 
rug pull situation like you're talking about. And, but as I'm talking about her, I'm like missing her. I'm getting watery eyed and, you know, and like I'm animated about the things I loved about her. And, and she's like, I think that, I think you're really connected. I can hear through your voice that you're super connected to your grandma. You seem like you have a lot of similarities. You're into similar stuff. And I was like, that's true. You know, like of all, of the family, like me and her loved yes. being entertainers. You're free spirits. Yeah. No one else in my family yeah. is like an entertainer. No way. Um, she, I actually, to give me some credit, I put that together. You did, well. you did, yeah. But she put together the dying part, like so. You well. you made the the similarity, like oh, you really like your grandma in yeah, a lot yeah, of ways. Because yeah. I never thought of myself as her, because there was a lot of ways we were very different. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the free spirit aspect, yeah, and uh, and so then she goes, you know, so you know, it's like, have you ever had a rose bush? And I was like, no. And she's like. Well, the roses, they are they die. Like they're meant to die. They yep. grow, they're beautiful, they flourish, and then they die. And they're all gonna die. But the bush lives on. And the next year there's beautiful roses again. And she's like, What if your grandma lives on through you? Because mm-hmm. you obviously took a lot from her and and you're and now you have it in you. And like a lot of her personality traits shine through you. And I was like, that's so true like that's i do think that per- certain personality traits are genetic that you're just like some is nature some is nurture versus nature but you know i think a lot of it is genetic and yeah i, I am a lot like like a lot of her yes. i got a piece of her yeah and then it just made me think of death a lot differently not that i am looking forward to any of it and not that i even know if I could cope better with it, but just having that little tool in my belt, at least I feel like that helps a little bit. Yeah, because I know that, like, you know, my grandfather, Lieutenant Colonel Richard P. Miller. Yeah. He's one of the greatest men of all, of all time. I, I, I absolutely love this man, and everyone in my family knows that I really, like, idolize the guy. I think that he's the person who knew it the least. Yeah. And that's what's so ironic about it, is because I, you know, he was very uh, reserved. Yeah, hard to get to know. Hard to get to know. You knew him. Yeah. Hard to get to know. Hard to talk to. <laughs> he was very like, had his routine and like if you got in the middle of his routine, maybe you had a chance, but he was going to do his own thing anyway, which I respected a lot. Yeah. But yeah, no, he was, uh, um, every, it's it's great. It's great to have somebody like him in your life though, that you can um, take strength from. Because like any time that I remember, I'm ever in a moment like with Toby dying or anything, or mm-hmm. where I'm, I feel alone, like I feel truly alone or whatever. I can look at him and go, "Dude, I got this." I'm yeah. related to fucking Richard P. Miller. <coughs> yeah, and it, it really does help a lot. Yeah, so he like you got that from him. Oh yeah. So it's like when you talk about things you admire about somebody that passed or, I mean, even someone that's living, like you're like just you taking that away from them, like that, from that experience with them. It's like they contributed that, that, and that part of them lives on. And even like your favorite entertainers, like even Norm Macdonald passing, there's so, so much that you gained, we gained from his presence on earth. And even listening to him or laughing at his stuff that that so many entertainers took from that. Oh, yeah. And that I, I do believe that that's the, that stuff lives on. Like, that's kind of like a legacy that lives on. And 
and you can feel it and you can and you're it's like embodied by people now for sure um yeah so that was really interesting to learn that's a great one that's a great one um i can't think of any really worst moments like something that happened but um I guess like, you know, just the the dying of the old and being okay with it. Not a person, but uh, I guess it's kind of similar to yours because it's not a person, but, and similar to the control thing where I just felt like a lot of, a lot of things that I had been building that I thought that I couldn't stop building even though the yeah. passion had died. I was scared to let them go because mm. it's like all I know. And so... It's like it's like how a lot of people feel about leaving their jobs that maybe they're not so into anymore. Maybe other things would fulfill, be more fulfilling for them, but they that's all they know, so they stay because it's it's comfortable and it's too hard to leave. And I, I felt that, and then I just kind of felt this melting away of the old, and it was scary, but also the the unknown and like the thrill of it reignited like the adventure part of life for me like the the part that 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 spark you know that like joy and that that like living for like the wonder and curiosity of life and like what's next we don't know like that's like the fun part even though it's a scary part too but it's like the fun part and like if if you knew exactly what was going to happen in your life it wouldn't be that fun no way. like that's like it's just like playing poker um you know, you want to win your hand, right? And like when you have a really good hand, it really fucking sucks to get drawn out on when someone like hits something on the no river. No one and knows what drawn out it's, means. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Okay, so if like I have like, maybe I have a three of a kind and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking win this hand and get, get as much money in the middle as possible. And then someone hits a flush on the river, but they shouldn't have called. The, they shouldn't have called. It's like, ah, it sucks. I wish that, I mean, that shouldn't have happened and I'm mad. But when you think of it in a broader scope, it's like, if you knew you were going to win or what hands you were going to win each time and there was no variance at all, like you you knew you were going to win that hand each time, then it takes away the fun. It, mm, like you really don't I have the, the losing the hand in a frustrating way on a way that surprises you. The surprise is the, it's still part of the fun part. So it's like you got drawn out on. Just say that. I got drawn out on. Everyone knows that. Just say that. See, everyone knows that. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, no, that's good. That's great. No, thanks. Yeah, like a lot of poker stuff happened this year. So, yeah, what's your it's obsession so, with it's poker? It's random. That what's your obsession with poker, really? Uh, really, just what's it really about? Don't lie to the audience. <laughs> don't bluff the audience. Yeah, don't lie. It's just so fun for me. Yeah, and like, yeah. and it's fun the the skill aspect of it, the learning the game, the complexity of the game. I really respect the yeah. the complexity of the game. It, it's just there's so many aspects to it. Whether you're into the technical math side of it or the psychology aspect of it, or if you're like me and I've always liked both things. I like math and I like psychology and then bankroll, like management. (laughs) I just feel like it's all of my things that I've worked on in different parts of my life combined into one that's a game. So you're playing. It doesn't feel like work. It just feels like playing and you're working on a skill. And it's a game that's more complex than chess. No AI can beat a human at No Limit Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Yet. No Deep Blue, no IBM computer. No, and I just think it's there's so many aspects no of it that fascinating. You can never stop learning. Like you can never stop evolving in that game. Like you you continue to evolve forever. 
And there's always elements changing and people getting better at certain things. And like the game changes in so many ways over the years. It's just fascinating to me. I, I really like it. And I got just heavily more into it this year. And also I feel like it helped me in life with, with decision-making and risk management and yeah. just a lot of elements of it. You could apply to life. Bullshit. Aren't you just a degenerate gambler now? Yes. Okay. That's why I moved to Vegas. That was my whole cool. plan all along. Cool. <laughs> Made it really easy for us to brand you. That you know way. what's so funny though is that like we planned on moving to Vegas like three years ago. Yeah, I know. And and now we're, like the timing of it. Yeah, it's, it's, of oh, being it's here actually epic. When I'm like so, I've been playing poker every night for yeah. the past like five months. Yeah, dude, we haven't even been here for three nights, and I already hit the crypto all time high in our portfolio. It's like, like amazing. That's, but that's like the, it's like you're saying the timing is just. Yeah. Oh, make, because we'll explain the original reason of moving to Vegas or considering to move to Vegas was yes. to save on capital gains. Save on with capital crypto. gains cash with my crypto cash out yeah. plan, which I was mentioning three and a half years ago at JK Party with the boys. And I got everyone geared towards moving to Vegas, which is why Bart moved to Vegas. Like everyone's going to move to Vegas like sooner than you guys all think. I promise you, because everyone <laughs> wants to cash out in Vegas because the fucking California state taxes are wild. Yeah. Vegas or Texas. Damn right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think Vegas is, has a better case because it's a 45 minute plane ride to, to LA. Or yeah, whatever, whatever absolutely. You yeah. And we're just familiar with it. Exactly. Speaking, and we like it. We love Vegas. We used to come to Vegas four times it. a year. People are like, it's different living there than it is being tourists. I'm like, I know. Yeah, I, it's we, better. <laughs> we, well, my gra- speaking of my grandma, she's the only member oh, yeah. of my family that lived here. And she used to try to talk everyone into moving to Vegas. And she lived here and she loved it. She was a genius. And all my other family members were like, oh, it's gross out there. It's like hot. And, and it is. I mean, we haven't lived through a summer here. So no. you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be complacent or cocky about it but but we lived in the valley i just yeah the valley is We're not really unused hot to prohibitively hot i will say it's it's much drier here and yeah. it takes some adjusting but um humidifiers are, are a good thing yeah. but we actually stay with our friends uh chad and v for a week mm-hmm. just to feel what it would feel like to actually live here and not just be a tourist and we stayed at their house in summerlin and we went to the restaurants and the grocery stores and the places that you would go if you yes, lived here. We go to the and we drove around the neighborhoods and we loved it. Yeah. And we and loved it even more now that we live here. So that's what's crazy. Yeah. And I have not had a problem acclimating to the dryness here. I've had less of a problem than I thought I was going to have. <laughs> it's been nothing for me. When we were closing the house here, I had a terrible problem. Yes. Like it was, I was dying. Yes. But I think then, you had bronchitis, but yeah. I don't think I had bronchitis. Well, you sounded like it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, it wasn't COVID, but um, but yeah, uh, I think it was a mixture of the temperature drop because yeah. it drops more drastically, and there's not there's no moisture in the air, so it does. There's not like a padding yes. around it. Yes. And so, yeah, it was just a it was just hard for my body to adjust with that. But I do feel like now that we've been here for a week. And it, and because we came in intervals during the mm-hmm. escrow process, I, I'm adjusting way better than I thought. And I was scared about how the cats were going to adjust to it. Me too. And they are having the time of their life. They're partying. I've never seen them get along party, like this. Uh, they're partying way harder than we, have we four are. four cats, guys, and they love each other I thought right they'd now. be tired and drained no. from moving. I thought they'd be no. scared. They fucking love it here. If there were different war tribes, like Mama and Joe were on different like fucking sides of the, the, the fucking atmosphere. These are cats. Okay, for people that didn't mama and joe during this they have the similar personalities yeah they like found each other through this yeah and like they've been buds they're like trauma group trauma yeah group trauma buddies buddies (laughs) 
like support therapy. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. I, I'm so glad we moved here. I, it's crazy. I, I I really can't emphasize emphasize enough. And I, I do sound like I'm trying to get people, trying to recruit people into a cult, but I really do wish everyone could just well, everyone in, in Vegas is like, don't bring more Californians over I know, here. I know. So I we're know. not trying no, we're to not. recruit we're you, not. but I just am really happy. And I think I've always had a, a little bit of trouble being accepting happiness like that I deserve it or that like um that you you don't deserve it. Yeah, exactly. That I've yeah, I've had a problem accepting that or like sometimes I'm like I got to work way harder to prove that I I do that. that I earned this or or whatever and it's like it, I never just go ah, thank you and receive it, yes. you know? And and so this year I've just been really you know trying to work on that and my therapist has helped a lot. I think, you know, the, the going back to therapy this year has really helped and I've really been had my eyes open to how much emotional and mental well-being actually affects so many aspects of my life because when that's not mm-hmm. when that's not being taken care of it doesn't really matter nothing else matters Pretty because sense. it's does it does I'm not as efficient anyway yeah and so I can be like so productive or whatever think I'm being productive because I'm not stopping working but I'm burning myself out to a crisp and then I can't work for like a month because I'm so burnt out and exactly and that's what happens and so she's helped a lot with that and also some some um PTSD trauma stuff that I had that I didn't realize I was still like really holding on to like where the panic attacks were kind of rooted in and then on top of that getting diagnosed with ADHD uh which I haven't really gotten into a lot um because there's still a big stigma around it and I didn't want to feel like I didn't want to be a mouthpiece about it without, you know, really learning, but it made so many things fall into place for me where I I just, the biggest help I think you've had this year. I cried so much because it just out of happiness because it, it all made sense. Like so many parts of my childhood made sense. So many parts of why I am the way I am. The things I would beat myself up on right now, like now I'm like, oh, that's just because my brain works differently. I used to get so mad at how scatterbrained I was that I couldn't just focus on one thing for, and then, and then I would hyper focus yeah. on one thing forever. And then I forget all this other stuff that I had to do. I and it I was so frustrating. I'd be like, stop being so fucking scatterbrained. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. He used to yell at me. Yeah, I would scream at you about it. My dad actually did. I know. I'm sorry. And, and like, there was like a, like I, cause I, I cried in one session with my therapy that all my life I've been told I'm really smart. Because academically, I was getting straight A's and, and I'm really smart. I can learn things very you're, easily. You're whip smart. But then I also was being called very dumb all the time, like uh-huh. so stupid because I would lock the keys in the car and my dad would be like, don't lock the keys in the car this time. And I would fucking lock the keys in the car and they would, I, I would feel like the dumbest piece of shit person on earth. Like, how am I so fucking stupid? No, and, it's the opposite. And that's just like, it's, it's actually the opposite. We're, we're, real quick. Yeah. Because I know you. It's the opposite in such a huge way that I can't even believe nobody saw that. But like you do that because you're hyperactively thinking about something else. Yeah. So you're just autopiloting something. And this is why, not to dunk a little bit, but but to dunk. <laughs> Sometimes Nikki's like, hey, can you get my phone for me? Hey, honey, can you get my phone for me? And I'm like, sure. And I'm like, where is it? And she's like, it's downstairs on the coffee table. And I'll go downstairs. I'll look by the coffee table. And then I'm like. I got to be extra sure it's not by the coffee table because if I'm if it, if it's by the coffee table and I come upstairs and I go it's not by the coffee table and she goes downstairs and she finds it I'm fucked it's over, <laughs> but 
I have it down to a science now. We're all, I'll be like, no, it's not. I'll be like, it's, it's got to be right by you because <laughs> the only place it could be is right by you. That, <laughs> but this is what happens to you because you're, you overthink something and you're thinking about something else. Yeah. You actually just forget that you were holding it like even 35 seconds that ago. It literally happened today. I had yeah. my phone in my hand. Exactly. And I, I got a massage today and, they, so and well. they have you put your phone and everything to the side. And, and so I gathered all my things and at the end I was like, have, do you know where my phone went? Like, my phone's gone now. Did you put it somewhere? And it's Did in my hand. It? <laughs> it was in my hand. And she's like, is it that your phone in your hand? Oh, my I'm God. Like, oh, my God. I'm so dumb. Dude, like, that masseuse. I'm so dumb. I wish her and I could talk for 30 minutes. Yeah. And it wasn't accusing her of anything <laughs> either. She was like, no, oh, it's okay. It, it she was feels like, that way, though. Yeah, it does. Because we're just trying to help you find the thing. Yeah, but I, and I'm just like trying to find the thing. But you're very matter of fact, which is yeah. totally fine. And by the way, I accept you as you are. I, there's no criticism here. It's just fucking hilarious because I'm like. I'm like, dude, if I don't fucking cross every I or and dot every T. Cross every I, please. No, no, no. And if I don't underline every single fucking N, yeah. I'm about to get wrecked. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's just funny how that works. Cause yeah, you're just thinking about other things and you don't even realize. Yeah. And then like other dumb things like common sense stuff, I get wrong. Or like I say words wrong because I read them more than I say them. So Yeah, but also too. To her incredible credit, I can't even tell you how many times I've brought her into a friend into a friend group, for example, and she's like, "Hey, I don't know about these guys," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and like six months later, I'm like, "Dude, Nikki, you're a fucking legend, bro! <laughs> like you nailed this shit. Yeah, you've done it like every time. It's the intuition thing. It's that creepy. It helps with poker. It's creepy." Yeah, that's why people thought I cheated at Mafia. <laughs> I know <laughs> they thought I cheated at Salem. Dude, no, you're good. But You're good, you get the fucking juice. But yeah, I have been uh, a couple times. I've uh, misread people um, sure. in the opposite way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. It's it's just interesting. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I love so, it. So, uh, getting yeah, the therapy thing really helped because she helped just put things into perspective of of what, like how I've been identifying myself and like. She said, like, I was identifying myself by the labels that other people put on me and, and like, it's true. And then we all do that. Mm -hmm. So whatever you were told you were in childhood over and over. And so it was such a, it was such a, uh, weird dichotomy for yeah, me because for sure. I was told both things that like, you're so super smart and you're so super dumb. Yeah. And I'm like, I never know what it is. That's why I beat myself up so much when I, I do something dumb because I don't know how it happens and then with the adhd thing it's like oh i wasn't yeah. okay i'm not dumb it's just that my brain does it differently yeah you're hyperactively focused on something else. yeah you and know? then also socially like i just miss certain social cues sometimes yes, you do. where i just completely like think something's acceptable and then and then i feel the tone in the room change and yeah. i'm like what did i say i did something i fucked up what did i say i I'm don't like, know you flash your tits honey <laughs> people don't do that I, like a, a lot of why how my family shows love is by roasting people. Oh, like, me too. If you get a good roast in, it's me like too. it means that you know, that yeah. you know me enough to get a good roast in, and so oh, it feels yeah. it feels like we're closer. And so a few times I went too far where I thought I made a fucking great roast, like it was like I just fucking hit it, and it's so funny, and because it's so true, but also in a funny way, and it's not like a knock on them. It's just like I know you so well that this like. And they didn't have it, and and it 
was bad and oh, and so I funny. felt awful because I just thought we were connecting so well. That's and really funny. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's fun. It's a fun ride. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. So anyway, I guess uh, I guess that's that's it. That's those are the shit that they don't tell you in 2021. That I love we it. Kind of learned and grew from, and hopefully we'll. Oh yeah. To learn and grow we're, more. We're this is like such a 180 from where we were last year. This yes, is, I, is. I feel like my entire world is completely different right now Same. than it was last year and in an exciting way. Same. And I, I don't know what's going to happen, but that's the fun part. The again. fact that we're filming this right now. And for example, mm -hmm. right now, I can actually get up and walk out of this room without probably taking a fucking tripod with me mm -hmm. is insane. Yeah. This will eventually be our podcast yes, room yes. but it's wild but how it, big this is compared to how small it was yeah mm -hmm. where there was no space you couldn't even breathe you had to like oh yeah <laughs> yeah to you walk couldn't. by a tripod and <laughs> it now, was like stuffed in my little oh. office that also had a desk and a huge day bed it in brutal. it it was really hard to fit all the cameras we're and so lights thankful to all you guys we couldn't have yeah. done any of this without you guys we we thank you guys yeah, to thank the moon you so back. much good lord you've changed your lives forever also just like hearing stories from you guys of because we never know if we're just shouting into air. And then yes. like on the, you know, some of the Q&As saying, people are like, I took your advice two years ago. Yes. And, and now it's really worked out for it, me. And it, it's like, wow, it feels, that feels good to know that my mistake that I made that I learned from that then I could help you prevent you from making the same mistake. Or, or even actually tonight worked. I was expressing frustration with a Crypto Corner friend who was, who I was like, man, I, I just, they're like, they asked me, they're like, you must feel really good because you've helped a lot of people win, like, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, but I always think about, like, the people that got left behind, like, people in my own family. People where I'm <laughs> like, they didn't do it. And then this person goes, hey, I want you to screenshot a picture of this of my portfolio here. And you show them that I'm a millionaire now because I was on Crypto Corner. And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like, this is, like, crazy. Like that you got there. Yeah. Like it's crazy to yeah, even really think that cool. like, you know, you're a person, you're out there in the world and like, you're like, you did that. Yeah. Like people are looking at you and going, holy shit, you're did what? You're worth what now? And that, that this person goes like, yeah, I, I did this thing called Crypto Corner with the <laughs> fucking YouTube comedian. I listened to a YouTube comedian about crypto. Like... <laughs> It's fucking amazing, man. I'm just so proud of, of management. I'm, I'm yeah. so happy for everybody, man. It's, Me it's too. great. I'm so happy for you everybody. You should be happy. You should it's be insane. proud. It's insane. I can't even thank anybody enough. I really can't. They all thank me the the whole time. If I if you're in there, they'll all thank me, but I promise you. Don't be a pussy. I I thank you even more. Because I, I spent years just you know, trying to help people win and uh, being very disappointed in my own circle and my own uh, family because they all chose to make fun instead. And, you know, people who people who you could argue are strangers instead give you so much love when people who are your own family don't. Mm. Uh, I just
appreciate you guys so much. Aww. You have no idea. I'll never, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. The kinds of just the things that people are saying. It's like yeah. I don't deserve any. No, you do. That's awesome, honey. Do you see what you did? You made my fucking husband cry. You feel good? Feel good about that? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be a man when I'm not showing any emotions, no, you know? I mean, bitch. Yeah. I'm not very Richard P. Miller of him, is it? <laughs> well, that's beautiful. You're getting a taste of what happens, which is they don't tell you after there dark. There you go. There you go. Steve Green opening up. Ah. Uh, it's oh. hard. Yeah, that's, that's even something that happened, I yeah. think, within the past year. That's true. Past year it's and not a half, being completely closed off uh, for emotionally for wall uh, environment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, all right, we gotta go. Okay, my love you. I love you, baby. <laughs> She's we, the best, guys. We love you. Nobody comes better than this one. There's no more more support. That's than this not one. this this one right here. Oh man. Usually, I'm the one that cries. So if he's crying, I'm not allowed to cry. So I, I'm not crying just for that. But I could if I, and then he'd have to stop. Because only one can cry at a That's time. That's true. Should yeah. tell Mark to edit it out. And he actually would. It's a weird thing that happens. Mark, don't edit that shit out. That's, that's views right there. See, he listens to her. St in fact, title this Steve Green Cries oh, on geez. camera. That's not the first. We'll be fine. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, happy new year. Yes, happy new year. Um, happy holidays. Hope you had a great 2021. 2021 was weird as fuck. Okay, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like, this is weird as fuck. We are in the world. But, like, I hope you, like, in internally... Like maybe could find your moments that maybe like helped you for your life, you know, that maybe you thought something was terrible that happened and it turned around or it's about to turn around or just know that like everything timing wise happens when it's supposed to. So, yeah, we love you guys. And thanks Fuck for another yeah. year with Shit They Don't Tell Thank You. Thank you, everybody. Thank this you. This is our third year. Wow. Goodbye. Goodbye. 2021.